Hey guys, is everybody here? Guys, you guys hiding? Guys, what is this free beer doing here? I'll just make myself at home. He's drinking a fucking beer, man. Man, you're letting him drink our beer. You're letting him do it. What? What? We gotta stop him. You go out there. What? No, you go out there. I'm gonna, Dave, go out there. He's, he's uncontrollable. Dudes, I'm drinking your beer. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Review, your favorite podcast for movies, music, comics, and culture. I'm Anthony. And I'm Matt. And today we are joined here, coming at you from the dankness. We have in the studio tonight, the one and only Lou Taylor Pucci. No, let me say my name. Oh, okay. Hi, I'm Lou Taylor Pucci. <laughs> I'm fucking Dr. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. And we got Dave. the doctor in the house. The most reputable MD, I'm sorry, uh, PH double D. Double D. This yeah. side of the, is there the river, what's the river? Mississippi? Is there a I river in New no. Jersey? The yeah. Delaware? Navisink? The Navasink. <laughs> oh, man, uh, yeah. So we got a great show for you tonight. We got a lot to talk about, so we're going to get right into it. Our favorite topic to discuss, as you guys know, is what we have dubbed the DC disaster. Dun, dun, dun. Seriously. So, last time we talked about the DC disaster, we actually specifically talked about this movie, the Flash movie with the god-awful Ezra Miller. The Flash movie has gone through no less than four directors, and spoiler alert, that number has now increased to five. <laughs> so just to give you guys a little bit of context before we get into it, around this time last year, actually, maybe a little bit earlier in 2018, we talked about how the Flash movie had seemingly finally settled on a pair of directors um, for the movie. It was actually the guys that, that wrote the screenplay, um, or assisted in writing the screenplay for Spider-Man Homecoming, which was Wait phenomenal. Let me start. Let yes. Me start over. Hold on. I'm I'm lost. Ezra was the Flash in Justice League. Correct. And Batman versus Superman. And he was supposed to have his own movie. Yeah. But they never made it. No. Yeah. Because they keep not finding a director. Right. Yeah. Okay. And in fact, Ezra Miller has been trying to hold on to this movie so badly that he took the helm and was like, I'll write the script. No way. And so he tried to write the script yeah. for the movie. And, pretty cool. And wait, now so, they're like, they're like, no, we're not gonna let you do that. Wait, so, but so, wow. so, before we get ahead of that, so the guys that were finally hired to write, so just to give you an exam, an idea of this, Lou. He played. He had a cameo as the Flash in Batman vs Superman, which came out in 2016. And that right. same year is when Warner Brothers announced they were making a solo movie with him. So it's now 2019, wow. and they still don't even have a script for this movie. But he's still quote attached to play. So wow. John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein are the guys they got to write the script around this time right. last year. Right. And they were hard at work on the script, and they were trying to make it a little bit lighter, a little bit more kind of like the MCU movies, for lack of a better term. And then what Anthony said happened 
a few months ago, this news came out of nowhere where Ezra Miller was like, fuck that, I want a darker script. So he partnered with Grant Morrison, who's a legendary comic book writer, to write his own script. And he finished it, and WB was like, fuck it, don't like it, sorry. No way. Yep, and then... And yeah. then that was the last news we heard about the movie. That was like That's such four a months bummer, ago. Because obviously Ezra's got the right thought there. Is and especially with Grant Morrison. Thing. And don't yeah. make it like a, a wannabe Marvel movie. Yeah, Like exactly. do something different. DC. Exactly. Do something cool. Exactly. Yeah, but the problem is is that DC tried to do too dark of movies and it just made them terrible, right? Like that's why Batman versus Superman was bad. And then Justice League was also supposed to be very dark and they kicked Zack Snyder off the helm, right? Yeah. Or, or he, they got, he elected to leave. And then yeah. Joss Whedon came in and cheesed the fuck out of it. And it turned it into a, just an absolute and what crappy was, movie. What was the other one that the, the bad guys, it's all about the bad Suicide guys. Squad. Suicide, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Suicide Squad right. Which, was which wasn't really was dark. Was, it, was it was just bad. Yeah, it was, it was just bad. Yeah. You know what I think the problem is? I think, I think that WB and DC got more or less cold feet after all the negative reception they got from the overly dark tone of the Snyder movies, which is why Aquaman is I the complete opposite. having bad directors. I, keep, well, they, I think true. they just keep picking bad directors to direct these movies. And if it's not that, it's it might also be the writing. I don't know enough about it, but it just seems like... It's both. That's the problem, is they're yeah. just not getting anybody who actually has like real filmmaking talent yeah it's like they're trying to get people who are like commercial director or somebody who makes music videos look fucking awesome like from 300 yeah. with Zack snyder you and know? the problem originally started all the way back at the inception of the dc universe where they were instead of trying to build it organically the way marvel did they were in a rush to catch up to marvel which is why batman versus superman was such a train wreck because batman versus superman was just supposed to be man of steel 2 Right. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you ever see the director's cut of that? Because wasn't there like of a course, longer yes. version? Yeah, if I you can it. believe that. And yeah, was it good? It. No. No. Was I mean, it better? Did it make it better? Did it, it answer made it any longer. questions? It, it, it made it longer. Uh, there was a couple of, of things that happened in the movie, and there was – so there was like a Barbara Gordon cameo yeah. who was actually played by somebody that you actually know, oh. Lou, uh, Jenna Malone. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. She's but it's an still, awesome. But she she Wasn't only had though. a cameo scene yeah. and she was yeah. completely cut out in the theatrical release. Was oh, she that's naked? So weird. No, she was she was not naked. Yeah, All I will say about the director's <laughs> cut of Batman versus Superman is that it took the already paper thin character of Superman in that movie yeah. and gave him one additional layer of paper thinness. That's all the director's cut did. He had because in the whole movie he had something like fifty lines, I think. Yeah. Like he was. Wow. Yeah. Is this the one where they also had to like CGI his mustache or is that just? No, that no, was Justice, Justice League. League. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Justice League, which he probably also had about 50 lines in that movie too. Yeah. yeah. He was not yeah. in that movie. At no. All. <laughs> no. It's a shame because I think he would actually be if he had the right director and writer. I think Henry Cavill would have made a great Superman, but we'll never know. I okay. like truth. And justice. <laughs> Booyah. Booyah. Dude, it's so bad. Oh, yeah. terrible. Just yeah. absolutely yeah. terrible. I did not like Justice League at all. I no. That was a real, real I liked shit. it as a bad movie. I laughed the well, entire so, time. Yeah, it, was, it was actually a better bad movie than Dark Phoenix was. Dark Phoenix was too good of a movie to be bad. And like to have it reach that like so bad it's good. It's just disappointing. Yeah, it was just disappointing. Yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. Like it was just like there were so many good things that happened in it that you're just like, oh, this could have been a good movie. Whereas Justice League, you're like, this is just an utter like fuck fest. <laughs> like it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see Dark Phoenix yet. All I remember, I, I feel like I saw the movie because at whatever AMC I go to, they kept 
playing two different trailers for Dark Phoenix back to back before I saw any other film. <laughs> so I basically saw the entire movie already, but it looked pretty good from the trailers. And that's the problem. It was good. Well, you know what? You can go back and listen to our last episode and hear all about it. Ah, okay. That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe so I'll the... just talk to you about it later. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that's funny about this Flash movie is that, you know, after the WB scrapped Ezra Miller's script idea, that was like four months ago, we haven't heard any news about that Ezra movie Ezra used to come then. to my house in like a school bus in a fucking crazy robe Wait, with really? long hair. Yeah. And he would just like be partying and going crazy with my friends yes. he's like one of my burning yes. man friends is so, ezra miller so wait so you know ezra miller yeah okay so so tell us a little bit have about you talked I mean, to him about the like, flash have you, like, have you, i was there i was, I was around when he yeah. got it but i don't i have not talked to him in a long time so yeah it's, I don't what really the hell why don't you pimp yourself out thing. and be like yo how about you know a little something for the effort. You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, great that's, podcast. Its own, that's its own question. It is a good question because sometimes that can work. But at the same time, it's like it's been a weird, weird world for actors right now, man. It's been very dead and kind of everybody's begging. Everybody's doing a lot of begging right now. And yeah. I don't know if I want to get into that boat of being like, hey, you do stuff and can I just get in on your thing and maybe you'll pay me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because sometimes it works, sometimes it's a little weird. So anyway, I've been trying to stay out of that. But Ezra is just one of the coolest people I've ever met. He's sort of like a magician. He seems like a wizard. Cool. He's got these really intense eyes and he's always sort of on some philosophical level. He is in those new Harry Potter movies. Where he plays, is he? Yeah, he plays... Uh, one of the wizard type people. Oh, in that's those. awesome! Yeah, the Fantastic Beast movies. Which yeah. Fantastic mm. Beast is he? The extra fantastic one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the reason I met Ezra was a long time ago. He used to go out with Zoe Kravitz when he was seventeen, and Zoe was at my house a lot because we they were just friends with the same people. So Zoe and Ezra would come over and like stay for a week and just smoke a bunch of weed and hang out. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so Zoe is friends with with John Foster, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. And I lived with John. Right. Right, right, right. That's yeah. John awesome. John's a cool guy too. Dude, John's the coolest. Yeah. John's one of my favorite people in the entire world. He's writing scripts now. He's got pilots going. Like he's getting into that writing world, which is very smart. Do you think that the writing world right now is is actually more fruitful than than the acting world is? I was trying to figure out. I mean, I think that is true. Yes. There's a weird thing going on. You know about this DGA thing, yeah. the Directors Guild of America. Yes, oh, I yeah. just read like, about that. Yeah. yeah. Like the agencies for basically double dipping yeah. and taking out like yeah, double. We the talked about. We also had a whole episode about that. <laughs> That's Maybe you should subscribe yeah. and yeah. listen to Ready Set Review. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast, Dick. <laughs> I'm sorry, you gotta pay me. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's, it's, oh, yeah, we just pay are you, you are you on the clock? Are you on the clock right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got the free beer. Huh? Uh, I'll talk to your manager. Maybe we'll meet your quote. <laughs> Never. Never. No. 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 Yeah, we not. we talked a lot about that whole thing because I I personally found it very interesting because I didn't really know I, before reading about that I didn't know a lot about like i knew how the the basics of the contracts between the writers yeah. and the and the agencies and, and stuff like that work but i didn't really understand or know a lot about that whole concept of packaging yeah packaging and, is 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 what this industry has become yeah right it's, it's crazy I, that's why when i get scripts for something because i'm just not i have never hit that like crazy powerfully famous level where you're like at that big agency like CAA and they start packaging you into things before right. they send them out to other people. But that's what normally happens now is they 
package things with all these actors already involved, right. and then you basically get the scraps. So you wonder, like, why these characters, you never even got to see them. It's because it was a package. Exactly. Package deal. And they use all CAA people or all UTA people or whatever it is. Exactly. So is that the reason why something like The Flash is still getting pushed to be made? Because it seems like it's had so many problems. We've now been through five writer-director combos, right? Like, And they're, you're, they're still trying to push this forward? Is it just because... It's a superhero movie that has an established audience. I'll let, I'll let Lou give his answer, then I'll give my answer. I personally think that you you hit the nail on the head first time. I think that it is a unestablished superhero movie that they own the rights to, and why wouldn't they? So all I don't know why necessarily that they're hanging on to Ezra because they could kind of go anywhere at this point. Ezra is an awesome actor, and I hope that they do hang on to him because he'll make it better. But I think it's just about they have a, a piece of gold and they want to sell the gold. Yeah. yeah, and and so very much to that, it's also around the reboot of the DC universe that we've been talking about, where yeah. DC is keeping what works, which we we know for whatever reason, Aquaman, Aquaman Wonder works, Woman. Wonder Woman works. Yeah. We know that Batman and Superman do not work for whatever reason. I know that I was not one of these people, but for whatever reason, people really liked Ezra Miller in Justice League as the Flash, so that's why they're sticking with it. But gotcha. why did Aquaman work? Aquaman was a terrible movie. It was so bad. I didn't even I've, see it because exp- it sounded so bad. No, I've explained this. Here's here's why it worked. Aquaman worked because it was a palate cleanser. Aquaman was the first movie that DC made that was not overly dark, overly directed, and actually had a story that, despite being incredibly predictable, really didn't have a lot of plot holes. But you know, like the music was bad. There were terrible acting. It doesn't, it like, doesn't matter. Like, like, like Nicole Kidman was terrible in that dude, movie. Dude, remember where the bar Nicole was? Kidman was in it? Remember, yeah, remember where the bar was before that movie came out, though? She's Aquaman's mother. Oh, that's so dude, you couldn't even see the bar before that movie came out. It was so buried in the fucking shit. <laughs> so that movie just elevated it enough for people to be like, oh, I can I can get into this movie and the other thing that people liked about it was Jason Momoa. So unlike looking right. at unlike right. unlike watching Ben Affleck in Justice League who clearly hated doing that part in Justice League, it was very obvious that Jason Momoa loved playing Aquaman and Lou, I'm sure you can relate. Like when you enjoy the role that you're playing when you're into that character, that comes out on the screen and people oh, yeah. respond to that. And that's what happened with Aquaman. Despite the fact that yes, it was a Terrible movie. How much slow-mo is in Aquaman? Not a lot. That's not, not a lot. thing. Not, yeah, a lot. not a lot. That's why I said it's a palate cleanser. Yeah. It's, it's a very much huh. a palate cleanser from the rest of the DC universe. That's why it did so well. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't even just that. I think that, you know, and, and I know that we had mentioned this uh, on the episode when we did talk about it, but um, I think that they did two things that were really just so smart. One was releasing it in China first. Yep. Right? Because, again, establish audience, the way that pop culture is right now, everybody wants to jump onto the, the wagon, right? And they want to just fucking ride the success train, right? So if, if, if a bunch of people like it, well, I'm going to go and I don't want to be left out, right? So I, oh, I'm going to like it too and I'm going to go out and see it. And so they released it in China. It made a bunch of money in China. And then at the premiere, you had Jason Momoa, who did a haka on the red carpet. 
and it went viral. It was huge. Like everybody saw it. It was a really cool thing to do. And just as you're talking about, not only when you enjoy playing a character, does it come out on screen, but it comes out in your everyday life as well. So it, it so him playing it, he was so excited and he was so like just happy to be there that, you know, he ended up doing this really cool thing that was really different on the red carpet. And all of a sudden, people loved it, so they're like, oh, now i got to go see right. this movie. He brought his personal touch to it because he cared about it and thought that this character was awesome. So exactly. like, he just yeah. wanted to make exactly. it as awesome as possible yeah. because yeah. he loved it. And I, I think that people like Jason Momoa are like – he. I'm, I did get to meet him once, and he's just a down-to-earth dude. Yeah, he seems like it. And he's not for, a seriously down-to-earth person. And not for nothing, I personally enjoyed him as Aquaman. I like what he brought yeah, to I the character. Too. I like the way he played the character. Aqua, bro. But yeah, but the rest of the movie was garbage, and it wasn't his fault. Right. You know? Right. It just wasn't his fault. So so that's why Aquaman was successful. And then Shazam very much rode on those coattails of that lighter, funnier, but still comic but book series Shazam? movie. That's, that's, is that Marvel? No, it's DC still, yeah. Oh, that's DC. DC. Yeah. So how was Shazam? I didn't even Shazam see Shazam was actually very good. Yeah. Surprisingly so yep. because – I mean the trailers looked good, but we were obviously skeptical because it was a DC movie. It seemed, but it was seemed really so good. Like, so light or something? It, or it so was. It was a little kids movie. It was a kids movie. Like a kids – right. Okay. It was so 100 – It is a kids yeah, movie. Yeah, 100%. It's not, it's not an adult superhero film. It's a kids movie. Okay, yeah. cool. Now, but that's what made it good because it was very lighthearted. It was very funny and it really reminded me of like when I was a kid and you go and you watch those like cheesy – like direct to VHS or mm. you'd see them on HBO and it was right. like those cheesy, you know, kind of teenager kid movies, mm-hmm. right? Like the ones that had like, but a like good showdown like with a high, Billy Blanks. Yeah. High quality version of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, but, and it's very much though. So the, another reason why Aquaman and Shazam were good is because they, they finally correctly took a page out of Marvel's playbook where if you watch the Marvel movies, like not like the Avengers movies, but the individual solo Marvel movies, they all fill a specific niche type of movie. So like, you know, Ant-Man was a heist movie. Thor Ragnarok was very much like a rom-com movie. Prior to Aquaman, every single DC movie was just dark, gritty, and dark and gritty, just for the sake of being dark Trying gritty. to be dark right. and gritty. Yeah. But then Aquaman comes out, and all of a sudden Aquaman is like a treasure hunt slash Lion King type movie. Mm. And then Shazam, like we said, is a kid's movie. So they're starting to take those movies and like package them in a different way right. to make them appealing. That's smart. Yeah, so, so that's why I think Good. those two movies were successful. Because again, before that, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, they were all just dark, gritty movies just because that's the way Zack Snyder wanted things to be. Right. Yeah. So, do they have a new director for this like next Ezra Flash Miller movie? Flash movie? Yes. They so do. that's so that's the interesting part because I'm not sure if they're like semi listening to Ezra Miller because the guy they're bringing on um, the director. Well, first let's talk about the writer. The writer is actually more interesting. The writer is a woman named Christina Hodson who wrote uh, the latest Bumblebee movie, which actually was quite good. Huh. Um, and she also wrote Birds of Prey, which we haven't seen anything for yet. That's the new DC movie with... Which, if we can just touch on that really quickly, uh, early reports have said that Ewan McGregor is the best villain ever put to screen for DC Comics. Good. He's playing Black Mask. And yeah. I've heard that just the early reports that I've heard is that he's absolutely phenomenal. Now, we've had our doubts about this movie because it doesn't really look that good or interesting. But now my opinion is drastically changed. Yeah. But, but who said that? 
who who gave that information? Who, who like who said like oh Ewan McGregor is the you know best villain? Ever. I read I it. Just, like, I read it in Vulture. Yeah, I read it in Vulture and then Variety test screening type stuff. Yeah, so it was gotcha. all test yeah. screening. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. just wondering because so I, the the thought is like if that's the only thing that seems awesome about it and it came kind of out of nowhere. You wonder if like somebody got paid to say like, "Hey, here's let's well, give yeah. this thing some hype." Well, you because, well, well, I mean, and that's it's funny that you say that. A good movie is by having a good villain. But it's funny that you say that because let me remind you, back in 2016 when Batman vs Superman was test screened, people were coming out of the test screening. It's the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, it's an true. absolute masterpiece. Right. Exactly. Blah 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 that's blah. That's what I'm saying. Nail on the head. Whoops. <laughs> so I don't know if I would just say the one thing only because you and McGregor as a as a villain in the first place kind of blows my mind that that could be that great. right because Ewan McGregor is one of the most like kind of cheesy happy people in all of his acting he he's always, you, yeah. yeah he's very like <laughs> he doesn't come off as a villain smile. at all he does not seem like a villain so that's pretty surprising to me. right but here's the thing because he's playing a character named Black Mask he wears a skull mask Right, so it's a black skull mask. So you don't actually see his face. It's just this. The mask. how much do you so want to bet? How much do you want to bet that some social justice warrior troll fuck, as soon as we get pictures of him, comes out and calls blackface? How much do you <laughs> want to bet that somebody? I'm just... not taking that bet because I I agree with you. <laughs> right, because you know it's gonna happen, probably, right? Yeah, you know there's gonna be some dark yeah, pocket of the internet. Yeah. Like, it's almost like the new Rule 34, right? Where anything that you can think of, there's porn about it on the internet. Well, yeah. anything that you can think of, somebody's, yeah, somebody's going to be outraged about it nowadays. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Um, no, so the director now is uh, Andy Andy Muschietti, um, who did It. The, oh, wow. Right. Yeah, and he's doing It Chapter 2. So he did both It's. The first It was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was great. I yeah, mean, I liked it. It was I great. Did, I, I did really like liked it. it. And the he, new one looks Here's phenomenal. the thing that I loved about It, if we could just go into it for a second. Of course we can. We can go wherever we want. So the children's acting and the directing of the children was the best part of the movie. If, yeah. if I could say anything about the actual clown, like, yeah, people are scared of clowns and everything, and... That guy, Bill Skarsgård, he's a yeah. great actor. I like him and everything, but I didn't think that that clown was that that much. Uh, he wasn't like the movie. The movie to me was those kids and right. their acting and the storyline and how well it was directed. I agree. So that guy's a great director. I don't know what this second one's going to be like. That's not out yet, right? That part no, two? it comes out this summer. Okay, cool. Or like so this I guess, fall, I guess I we'll yeah. really see when we see that because yeah. if it stays awesome, then he knows how to direct it. Right. No, totally. Which is so it's interesting to me that they're choosing him to go with this because that says to me, you know, especially the fact that his, his last two biggest movies were horror movies. Mm -hmm. So is DC kind of caving to Ezra Miller a little bit? And maybe going with a darker tone with this new screenwriter and director I mean, combo. I hope they do. But here's the thing, right? Like, what Flash story would they do with a darker tone? I mean, is it going to be like like Flashpoint? Flashpoint's the darkest story. Yeah, I know. But and the the murder of his like. What's the Flashpoint story? So Flashpoint is the one where uh, Barry Barry uh, Barry Allen inadvertently travels back in time and prevents the death of his mother, right. um, and that um, very much like a butterfly effect type of thing sets off events that completely change mm. the course of. And then when Barry Allen kind of wakes up, he doesn't realize he's he's done this, and he wakes up in a world that he thinks is his own world, but he all of a sudden he's not the Flash. He doesn't have his powers. Bruce Wayne is dead. Batman is Thomas Wayne, his father. The world so is very dark. Yeah, it's a very dark, dark like dystopian. The, yeah. Like oh, yeah, Aquaman yeah. and Wonder Woman are about to go to war with the Atlanteans and the and the Amazons. It's like a very dark, you know. Superman isn't around. It's okay. very yeah. And he loses his powers too, doesn't he? Because he has to get his powers back. Well, Thomas I, Wayne, I think. Well, I think because Thomas Wayne like like 
No, essentially it, straps him to an electric chair yeah. and lights him up with like lightning and dumps chemicals all it's over. It's not so much that he lost his powers, it's that in that timeline that he created through Flashpoint, he had never had them to begin with. Oh, he never with. got them. Right. Okay. So he has Thomas Wayne recreate the accident that made him, that got him his right. powers in the first place. So yeah. that he can tap into the speed exactly. force. But he has all this memories. He's the only one that knows that this is not the way the world is supposed to be. Somehow I feel like they're not going with that story at all. It feels too big. It yeah, feels like if they went with big. that, it's too it's silly. It's almost and, silly because first of all, you already kind of ruined time travel with the Marvel universe now. I mean, like they, just, they just created time travel t- two different ways now, so Whoa. they broke their own universe. It's not time travel, man. It's, a it's alternate fucking universes. And you're bro. Find that out in Far From Home. Okay. It's an alternate fucking universe. Bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Don't you're even get bullshit. me started. You're bullshit. <laughs> time travel. So, uh, they call it time travel in the movie, you know? So yeah, I yeah, think it's Iron time Man. travel. Yeah. Iron Man travel. says I invented time travel. So but I then they make it very clear that it's not right. time travel. Ah. The ancient one talks about alternate timelines. And they have God time fucking stone. damn it. So they broke it twice. Alternate time travel. So I, I just see them not going with time travel for this, only because that was like the biggest thing that just happened. No, I totally agree. But yeah. nothing else. That was like the biggest thing that just happened was the yeah. second yeah. Marvel. So you're wrong. You're wrong about Avengers Infinity Endgame, War. but you're correct about that they're not going to do so time what, travel. So what? What story could they do that's going to be a darker story with the Flash? And again, based on the way that Ezra Miller played the character in Justice League, which is one of the things that I absolutely hated about his what? his depiction what did you of that? everything. So, <laughs> so he played Barry Allen in the comics. Barry yes. Allen is not that. Quippy. Quippy, yeah, he's okay. not a comedy character. He's not like Spider-Man. He's not like he's not like a Ryan Reynolds, right? Gotcha. He's not like Deadpool. Yeah. Right? He's not supposed right. to be a cheesy, quippy, what's his, what's funny Barry character. Like? He's a cop. He's a yeah, cop. he's very he's serious. A cop. He's a detective. He's very serious. Yeah. Right. Well, he's, he's, you he, are right. He definitely did not play it like a cop. No, yeah. he played it so cheesy. He played it like Quicksilver in the X-Men movie. Yeah. yeah. Right? Which, gotcha. it, that's what it seemed like. It seemed like a copy of Quicksilver in X-Men. Right. But again, here's the thing, though. So, I am always a fan of the live interpretations do not need to be exactly like the comic book. Right? So. Right. I was even. I mean, sometimes it's just better for the movie exactly. to create a different backstory exactly. for the character to tell the story that you're telling. Better. Right. So, so whether or not they wanted to make him quippy and like you know not like he is in the comic books, I'm fine with that decision. But even the way they did it was not executed properly. You know. So that's the real issue with it is that it didn't it didn't come off because again they were the rest of the movie was trying to be again very dark and serious like Snyder likes to do, mm. and then they were trying again trying to do what Marvel does incorrectly but they thought that if we make everything else dark and just have comic relief that that solves the dark problem that people are complaining about that's not how it works and the Joker is going to be such a dark movie well yeah. wait so the Joker that's the one with Joaquin Phoenix we're yeah. talking about yeah that looks so weird. It looks yeah, that I mean, one. It does, that one awesome. does look Dude, that's dark, gonna be, but it that's looks a dick like punch movie, it looks man. almost that's, that existential. One's yeah, like, it looks very like a much spiritual so. movie or something. I, I it think like it's a, really gonna take a, an adventure into like how a mind can slip into madness. Yeah. I think that would just smoke so, a really big that would be the before perfect, we go see that movie. The perfect possibility for that movie would be how a mind can slip into madness. Yeah, that would be the coolest idea yeah. of a Joker movie. So I. I'm I'm with you if that's what it is because yeah, but yeah. it does look so strange. Like it doesn't look big at all. It looks very small. Right, and it's it not. And it, and it allegedly, quote allegedly, does not take place in the same universe as all the other DC movies. Wow. Which I still am not sure I completely believe. So it's really just its own 
origin story that's uh, maybe a more realistic world, let's say. Yes. And yes. It's still Gotham. It's right. still Gotham. And everybody is saying there's a scene in the trailer where the Joker is talking to a little kid and he like, you know, pulls his lips up to make him smile. Everybody's speculating that little kid is Bruce Wayne, you know, which is entirely possible. Um, but from the trailer, the the only character you know is in the movie is the Joker. And yeah. and, and right. who's directed that? Todd Phillips. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Todd Phillips? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming, right? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, that's so that comes so out awesome. in October of this year. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked for that movie, not going to lie. Okay. And so back to Flash. Well, I mean, that's pretty much it on The Flash. It's just the the fact that once they again— don't, They don't have a script. No. Still. Like, right. they still profess right. that they have no script. Right, because they the, the, the uh, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who were hired last year to write the script and have been working on the script for the last year, right. have just departed the so movie they're because they couldn't. They're back one. at square one. Because they also one. have a new director. And this is now, like, the yeah. fifth— and do they director. have a? Uh, do they still? Are they saying that there's a release date of? Some no, kind? no, which is even more fucked up because, like, literally, I want to say three weeks ago, I read another article. I can't remember if it was on Variety or Hollywood Reporter, stating that WB had said that the Flash was they were planning to start filming the Flash in late 2019. And that was just like three, four weeks ago. That's so weird. And now it's like, oh, just kidding, we're back to square fucking one. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is the beauty of the DC universe. It's so backwards and so fucked up, and it's so much fun to follow all the news because literally every single day, something new comes out. Something right. is broken. Something is somebody here's, has left, and it's just thing. great. It's the, glorious. Yeah, yeah, I mean the whole thing is just such a train wreck. And they're now it's they, a documentary waiting to and, happen. And it's WB, a great documentary. WB <laughs> like had the problem with their their president CEO who got accused of fucking uh, of like uh, sexual exploitation. Yeah, of or hashtag something. me too, and yeah. so he got kicked. Also on a previous episode of Ready, Set, Review. And yeah, even more importantly, another thing that's interesting about this whole DC mess is that D, the DC and Warner Brothers are skipping Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con yeah, this year. Yeah, that's a big thing. Sony is too. Sony is too, right. Yeah, Sony is Which too. rightfully so because they don't have anything on the docket right now. But like DC has got all these movies coming up and they're skipping the big, arguably the biggest like – hype fest in all of fandom which is san diego comic-con do they give any reason for that why not officially no there's speculation what's that what do they say the speculation is that like we've been talking on the podcast that they don't know what the fuck they're doing with their movies like because so here's the other thing did you hear about wonder woman no so wonder woman the sequel to wonder woman right was supposed to come out i think this month actually Right? It's been. Oh, they, really? Yeah. They filmed the entire thing. Principal photography was done. We were getting set photos. We were getting promo materials. And then sometime late last year, I want to say in like November ish, all of a sudden news came out. Wonder Woman's release date was pushed to 2020, a full wow. year and a half after its original release date. And then it was radio silence for months. Wow. And they didn't say anything about reshoots or about. really bad. <laughs> no, I don't even think it tested. I don't even think they got to the test phase, Whoa. I think. So we, Anthony and I have this theory that Warner Brothers is secretly rebooting their movie universe because of how bad Justice League was yeah. and how, how poorly people reacted to it. And Henry Cavill is sort of on the fence. Ben Affleck, like, vocally did not want to be a part of it anymore. So 
our theory is that, I mean, with a full year and a half to do things, they could reshoot the entire movie. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty, and I'm pretty sure, sure that doing. Henry Cavill is now, he's out. He's gone. I've been saying that for months. He's, he's fucking gone. done. He's and gone. I've seen the pictures from Witcher, though, and he looks great. Those look dope. Yeah, yeah, he looks great as Gerald. But so to answer your question, I think the reason that, that WB is skipping Hall H this year is because typically when you go to Hall H, you release like your, you no, know, here are the movies we have slated for this year, and you have the actors and directors come and they do panels and they talk all about right. it. But really the only thing they have going right now is they know it's going to be Joker, but that doesn't take place in the same universe. And then it's Wonder Woman, which doesn't come out till next year. Wow. And that's it. Gotcha. So it's like, so I think that they're in behind the scenes, they're retooling, they're rebooting, and trying to figure out how Oof. they how they just keep bad, bad yeah, for them. It just does. Looks it looks bad. so bad, right? Yeah. They're trying to figure out how to keep the good and get rid of all the shit. And I, I really think that it's it's sort of like indicative of the way that the movie industry is right now. Whereas Marvel has really seemed to like get it. Right, and so they get it, and they understand how to do a good movie, how to write a good story, and how to end a good story. Where it doesn't seem like any other studio really understands. It just seems like such a crapshoot of like what movies are going to do well, what are not. You know, what's the hype going to be before them? I mean, even Alita: Battle Angel. I love that movie. I thought that movie was great. And it just it did okay, and it's gonna have a sequel. But I know that there was a lot of people who came out and said that they didn't like it, and there's all these things who and made all these problems. Battle Angel. Who made uh, it? So I know it was produced by James Cameron. Yeah, James Cameron produced it. I forget who I forget actually. Who oh wait, uh, Robert Rodriguez. Oh yeah, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, oh, really? sorry. Yeah, yeah, Robert Rodriguez. That's yeah, right. it was quite yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good. It was, it was a little. It was a little rushed. A little. You know, uh -huh. could have. Could have used Robert an extra. Is pretty awesome. Yeah, it I could mean, have used like, an extra half hour to. He's also a little cheesy. He's like cheesy as hell. That's why it was good. Yeah, but that's why it was good. That's I mean, why it was good. This is a movie an that was based off yeah. of an anime. Right. Yeah. I mean, and talk about rushed. If you've ever watched the original anime, it was essentially two half hour at like episodes, oh. and then in into like one movie, and that's all that it was. But it was based off of obviously a manga. Um, but I mean, talk about rush is that the, the anime really feels rushed. I mean, you're there for an hour and it tells like so much story. And the one thing that I really loved about the movie was they did such a good job bringing that to life mm, was yeah. they, they essentially took that anime and really brought it to life. And it was, it was phenomenal. I really, I enjoyed it. And we still had the social justice warriors complaining about her adult a mechanical body. Oh, and her her big eyes. Yeah, her big because eyes. She, she looked too much like a kid. Oh it's like, god. Yeah, and then yeah, all of a sudden she becomes an adult and she has bigger boobs. Yeah, so, like people went. And they're nuts like, oh, they her. sexualized her. It's like, yeah. no, they just it's how she perceives herself. Yeah, it's like, who are you to say who how she perceives herself? Yeah. Don't assume my perception. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe she's a lesbo. Or yeah. She likes hot chicks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, she's a robot. So she's maybe. a robot. Yeah. Oh, see, I gotta see the Hey, movie. man. We're all, we're all gonna love robots eventually, whether we want to or not. Uh, I, for one, welcome our new robot overlords. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> pretty scary to me. So, yeah, so um, definitely interesting to see where this Flash movie is gonna be going so I have to. One, yeah, I have one question about that whole thing. Just like, do you think maybe it has anything to do with Evan Peters playing that other guy who's pretty much the Flash? Quicksilver? In Quicksilver yeah. in, in um, Dark in the no. Well, in, in the X-Men movies. No. Because, and the only reason I say this is because it feels like they did it already. I mean, like, the way, the coolest part about The Flash is basically that everything goes in slow-mo around him while he can do everything faster. And, like, he's this cool guy who can get all this shit done in right. that time. They've done it. 
pretty well for a lot of movies now with Evan Peters. So, like, what? How? In what visual way do they make the Flash new? So, do you want to give the fanboy argument on this one, or do you want me to? No, man, that's all you. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Here's why. That here's why it doesn't matter. Visually speaking, you are correct. However, if we're comparing comic book characters of Quicksilver and the Flash, sure, the Marvel Universe has one premier speedster, and that is Quicksilver. And he is a mutant. Well, was until they retconned him, but that's a whole other story. Um, and that was his power. His powers came from being a mutant. The Flash, first of all, there's about 12 of them. There's Barry Allen, there's Jay Garrick, there's Wally West, there's two Wally West, now there's a white one and a black one. There's Jesse Quick, there's, um, I'm forgetting some other ones, there's, there's like 12 speedsters. Yeah, they're all and then there's Bart the bad Allen, guys, Zoom, right, and the bad guy, Zoom, yeah. and, and Eobard Thawne, Reverse yeah. Flash. And they're all connected to this thing called the Speed Force. That's where they get their powers from, and it's like this mystical thing, and you know, people go in and out of the Speed Force, you know, and they disappear for years, and blah, 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 and it's a whole thing. So my point is, the reason why I don't think that Quicksilver has any bearing on it is that Quicksilver in the Marvel Universe is, quite frankly, for the most part, kind of a boring character. He's always been more of a sideshow character. The Flash he's is a novelty. Oh, exactly. He comes in, he does something cool, and he's gone. Exactly. And, and his speed powers, there's nothing else that his speed abilities don't have any bearing on anything else in the Marvel Universe. Whereas the Flash and where he gets his abilities and the speed force is absolutely essential to so many different corners of the DC Universe. So there is literally... 60 years of stuff to explore with the Speed Force and Speedsters, and that's why I think that they don't really care about Marvel guess, doing you know, Quicksilver here's the thing. I think you're right. I just don't know if the DC is going to have a universe. You know? One of the things that they could do that I think would be really cool is if they did the story of Identity Crisis, right? And that's how they would make it a really dark story. Now, What's that? Identity Crisis was a crossover storyline in DC. It was, I want to say 2003 or 2004. And essentially it was almost like a murder mystery. So Ralph Dibney, who was elongated man, um, essentially he has like stretchy powers, right? Mm -hmm. um, his wife gets murdered, okay? Okay. And it's like a whodunit murder mystery, right? So it was very different than normal comics So like do. a detective story. Yeah, it was really, really cool. However, what was un un unraveled in the telling of the story was that uh, Sue Dibney, um, Ralph's wife, was actually raped by a supervillain. And in order to prevent that from happening or in order to prevent him from talking about it, they essentially lobotomized the villain. And it was talking about how the heroes went too far and they lobotomized this villain. And so he didn't remember any of it and none of the superheroes talked about it. And it was this big secret that had been kept hidden. And it was, I mean, it's a very dark story. It was a very dark comic. It sounds really dark. Yeah, it was. And it, and it was great. Good. And it was actually something where... Um, during that storyline, you actually had Tim Drake, who was Robin at the time. Uh, his father gets murdered during that by Captain Boomerang, right? And he actually murders Cap the original Captain Boomerang as well. And that's when you first have Calculator coming back, who Calculator was like this ridiculous villain from the 70s who literally wore a calculator on his body. <laughs> DC villains have the worst name. Yeah, but, oh but he became sort of this, like, they turned him into this, like, mastermind, this kind of supervillain mastermind. Who calculator? Was, yeah, Calculator. Because that's, he became he very calculated. Strapped to a bomb. And right? No, so, like, and <laughs> so like he became this, like, you know. Cosine, go! Yeah, <laughs> like this, 
this, you know, kind of dark web, you know, I am evil the villain. underwriter. <laughs> Beware of the underminer. But yeah, so I mean, I think that that is a story that they could do. But again, that's not a Flash story. That's a DC story. And it had very right. little to do with the Flash. That's what I was just going to say. But, it sounded like a good DC story. It did not sound like a good Flash story. No, but they could adapt it for the Flash. And that's right. really the only thing that I think that they could do that would have a big backing that could be really dark enough without it being cheesy and stupid and just being another, there's a demon or well, there's a reverse Flash. The father boxes. Yeah, the, the father, father boxes. boxes. <laughs> oh, the father boxing of donuts. They just need to scrap this movie and accept the fact that there is a fucking multiverse that already exists and bring in Grant fucking Gustin as the Flash in the movie universe yeah. because yeah. Grant Gustin is so good as Barry Allen and the Flash on the CW is so fucking good. It's so much better than anything that the DC movie universe has ever done. Yeah. Period. End of story. And what, yeah. what is he in? What's that? What's the that show so, on so, CW? so you know the CW? The it's called The Flash. Oh, so, oh. Yeah, so the Arrow, Supergirl. So that guy who plays the Flash, his name is Gustin what? Grant Gustin. Grant Gustin. And, and he plays, he's awesome. And he plays Barry Allen, same as Ezra Miller. And he is phenomenal. He oh, is he's absolutely like, phenomenal. Okay. So, again, just TV is just better at this point. At this in, point, in 100% time. is. Yeah. Better. Well, they just have more time to tell better more time stories. to tell it, yeah. yeah. yeah you know? And so, but they also kind of have more writers and well, more yeah. money and, and they more have, interest. And more importantly, they have writers that clearly have read the fucking source material. Yeah. <laughs> and they do better crossover stories. Yeah, like their crossover stories are incredible. That's Absolutely the thing: is films are just one-offs. They don't even know what to do with them anymore. Like a TV is the future in so many ways, and that's what we're going for: is the long-term universe creation of futures. I mean, Marvel's universe is basically a TV show. That's 100%. A giant it is. On TV big screen, show. Exactly. big screen TV show, and that's yeah. why it works. And that's yeah. why DC failed because right. they they they. But maybe they DC ran will always fail at film. Maybe they just kind of will have to do their own thing, not really create universe on film but do it in tv which i guess they're doing well it's actually interesting that you say that because um the dc live action movie universe is the only part of their extended universe that's failing because they have a whole other line of animated movies that are in an interconnected universe and they're all like 90 minutes two hour long movies and they're all fucking great yeah they're huh. really really good but they're but their tv shows are not that good no, 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 the TV shows are great, and uh -huh, the yeah. animated movies, it's just the live-action yeah. movies that are terrible. And especially right, the, the live TV action shows. That's the only right. thing where they're failing. Right. Yeah. But what I'm, what I'm saying TV is... shows they, for the DC Universe right. app. But what I'm saying is they, they clearly have the ability to create a universe with movies because they've done it with the animated movies, and they've been good. They right. just, for some reason, can't do it with the live movies. Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I think that Marvel just kind of took that from them like somebody was going to win that that war and yeah. marvel just won they and now at first. this point yeah. it's really impossible I mean, for no dc reason to come that DC in had to lose or only one of them had to win though DC no absolutely not DC, they just made the worst decisions for such a long time yeah. that they now at this point seem like it's already failed yeah. it's already but, over like yeah. why not just do something yeah. that's going to win which might be tv like i said it, it all came down to the fact that dc decided that they wanted to run before they could walk because Batman versus Superman was supposed to be Man of Steel 2, and they couldn't get a good right. enough story together, and by that point, two Avengers movies had already come out, and we were in like the current Marvel universe that right. we know and love today, and DC was like, fuck, 
I want a piece of that pie. So that's when they, instead of making it just a Superman movie, that's when they threw in Batman, Wonder Woman, and goddamn fucking Doomsday. Right. And, and arguably, the arguably, the DC characters, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, are Cyborg. more popular characters. They've always been more popular. Than, right. than was Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Dude, the Iron Hulk. Man, they were Thor, and Captain America, despite being in the Avengers, yeah. the Avengers being a great comic, those individual characters were B-list characters were no for way, decades. nowhere yeah. touching Batman. Yeah. And Wonder Woman. Yeah, no and even within either. the Marvel Universe, Spider-Man the premier the characters right. were Spider-Man, Spider-Man and the yeah. X-Men. It was Spider-Man and the X-Men. They were yep. the premier characters. Yes. Right. Nobody cared about – you couldn't buy a Captain America backpack in 1995. You couldn't buy right. an Iron Man you know, fucking T-shirt in 95. Right. Nobody gave a shit about those characters. Which is why Sony bought the rights to the Spider-Man characters, right? And they didn't buy all of the other Marvel right. characters because nobody cared and about them. They didn't give a shit. Right? And Fox bought X-Men, yep. right? Because they were like, That's oh, these the are the was. big money characters. And then all of a sudden Marvel comes out and does this incredible movie with Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man and just sets the world on fire. Yeah. So I guess all I'm saying then is from what you guys are saying and what I'm taking from this is DC could still prevail in some awesome ways as long as maybe they follow like the idea of what the Joker might be, which is to create smaller more original, like sort of independent superhero films with their characters, rather than make a universe, right? Exactly. Rather than try to create movies. a universe like the Marvel Company yeah. did, and just try to create these like giant, massive, world-ending monsters and things like Which, that. Which, to be fair, is what they did say that they were going to start focusing on. They it's did say they were going to start so doing. Hope that. they do it. Yeah, because they and could. They could do great if they just get good directors on it. And exactly. I think that one of the keys to, to their success is going to be making the characters more personal. And Todd right? Phillips. Like, where you really, like, yeah. dive in and you really get into the, the – that's what they did with Shazam. And it really made it a very relatable story because they made Billy Batson a very relatable child character. Exactly. Right? Even though they did a lot of stupid cliche stuff, it was a kid's movie, so it's fine. It's whatever. But it looks like that's what they're doing with the Joker. And if they make it a more personal story and don't have it just be a superhero story, but it's a story where, yes, it's a superhero story, but it's it's very relatable, it's very personal, it's very real, and it's very deep, that's where I think they're going to win. And it's interesting that you make the point, Lou, about the directors, because I think another thing, another big difference is that if you look back at the original Iron Man movie and like the original Avengers movie, guys like Jon Favreau and Joss Whedon that made those movies – they wanted to make those movies. Like when John Favreau was right. making Iron they Man were like One, itching they, like to they make wanted that movie. to do that. And then, and then, it, and then it grew into this thing where now the directors, the top talent, like they right. want to come make these movies. DC did it the reverse. They said, "Hey, we want you to make this movie." Right. You know, so it's a different mentality right. when it's like someone saying, "Hey, do this," as opposed to, "I want to do this." Yeah, absolutely. Because if you didn't grow up loving superheroes, they seem really cheesy. Right? And if a director really is going to make a lot of money with DC and just say – they're probably going to say yes. Yeah. And then make a movie where they're like, yeah, I don't really get Just it. check the boxes really and move on. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to do what they told me to do and like, hey, they told me not to have this scene in there, so I don't really care. Right. Mm-hmm. Just check the Rather boxes and move on. Rather than to actually care about the thing because it was a part of nostalgically their childhood and like they actually give a shit about these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right. I think that is a good You know, and on, the, on the note of – the fact that TV has more time and, and, you know, obviously Marvel has created this entire universe and is essentially doing TV just as movies, right? There are all these movies that are going to be coming out that are, um, that are sequels as well as like repeats and things like that. 
So we've got a whole list here of all of these different movies that are now um, have been either announced and there's also rumors. Nice. Oh man, you got it on the motherboard. <laughs> the, the, father, so, the father box. Into so that. here's here's some production uh, announcements and and rumors. So we've got Indiana Jones number five, which reportedly is in pre-production right now. Can we just time out real quick? What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, come on. Like, the last one was so bad. Indiana Jones and the Corpse of the Old Man. <laughs> yeah, like, Harrison Ford. Like, Indiana Jones underwater. Yeah, like, like <laughs> in, in space. space. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It will God. be Indiana Jones in space. Well, they had aliens in the last I one. Know, I know, I <laughs> Right? So and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So why uh, not? I mean, I, you remember so when they when they were, that was like the '90s thing where they yeah, had Jason was, in space, they had Leprechaun in space, they had Critters in space, they had all these like <laughs> space movies. Were always from space. I was okay. literally yeah, just they were, say, but you never had a movie where they were in space. That's true. Harrison Ford's a fucking cyborg in oh space. Oh my god, that would be amazing! Oh my and god, his, that's his, the best. His whip is now like a lightsaber whip, you know, like <laughs> cross universe. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, across oh. the universe, Indiana Jones becomes Star It's a multiverse. Oh, All of a sudden, Ewan McGregor just shows up. Say, Hello there. <laughs> if Adam Driver was the villain, and I'm so Adam Driver. Oh, man. Dude, worlds collide. A million bucks. A billion dollars. A billion dollars. I'm okay with them making that movie because it would be the best joke movie ever made. Yeah. 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 Right? Well, know your only, audience. Only he could yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah just like, know what you're doing and stick with this. They're probably going to do it unintentionally, though. Yeah. God. What else is on the list? So next, so the next movie uh, reportedly announced is the sequel to Alien Covenant. Oh, god damn it! And they've already done like the the prequel movies. What what were they called? Prometheus Prometheus and and Alien Covenant. Right, and Alien Covenant, and now they're doing another sequel to those. And Alien Covenant was such garbage. And, yeah, it was terrible. And, but here's the thing, though. It was, in, it was just following the formula again of the same bullshit that they do wrong every time. And here's my issue with Alien Covenant. As a movie, like, if you were to make a movie where you have AI, who is the Michael Fassbender character, yeah. AI who, like, becomes sentient in a way and decides that he wants to explore the physiology and the mentality of, of living creatures and more or less play God... That sounds like an awesome movie. That's basically what the movie was about. But then when you want to take that movie, that movie concept, and shoehorn in franchise-loved horror movie icons just for the sake of saying it's a goddamn alien movie, that's why that movie was so bad. It was so – I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Just You're ruining, disappointed. By, by, giving, by giving us a, a, such a specific origin of the aliens, it takes away – Everything that makes them scary in the first place, and that's why that movie sucked, and that's why whatever this movie is, is gonna Those suck movies too. Movies are just not scary anymore because they're not trying to make them horror movies, though. Too, they also have lost the horror genre. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah. The first best, movie yeah. was the Whoa. best horror one, and then they went to straight action for the second movie. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And then but, they kind of went to just dark. Yeah. Dark. Uh, da- kind of down to earth because it was all in this prison. On yeah, the yeah. Number three. And Alien Three small. isn't as bad as it's people good. say it is. No. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say it's good, but it's definitely not as bad. Alien Resurrection. It's not as bad as Alien. That movie is garbage. Alien Resurrection. That was the one with Winona um, Ryder. Yeah, Winona Winona Ryder. Ryder. Bad oh, idea. Man. Yeah, bad, bad idea. idea. Doesn't Sigourney Weaver have like sex with one of the aliens? Who? Oh no, no, she's like the mother. She's of the, the mother. Yeah, and then she like she gives birth to like an alien-human hybrid. Right, and she's 
just like it, kills it. Let's just say it was ahead of one. its time. Yeah, it was ahead of its time. Bravo. What else is on the list? So next on the list we have Mortal Kombat. Okay. So Mortal Kombat. Now, you're so excited. They yes. Have, there has literally never ever been a good video game movie that's been put to screen. Or it's Mortal never Kombat happened. Movie. There's a, well, the <laughs> first Mortal Kombat movie was okay, but there has never been like arguably there Resident never Evil been a good video game. Movie? None. The None. first Mortal Kombat movie is great. The first everything one, and, else and is Resident garbage. Evil. The first Resident right. Evil I liked. Oh, but other than right. that, and and it wasn't even like the video game. But right, but like not any of the other ones that they've done. Tomb Raider, uh, like, uh, no, uh, Tomb no, Raider. Uh, no, dude, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage did his split punch in, in the, the balls. Oh, it's yeah. just like the video game, okay, bro? No, <laughs> yeah. read what I wrote though. This yeah. is why I'm excited about Mortal Kombat. So, as directed by James Wan. So wow. James Wan coming in to direct it. Well, that that could that be a cool movie. That is weird. I'm excited. I'm, I'm right? interested. I mean, James Wan's movies are not all awesome. Like that whole Conjuring Universe thing. Does he direct all of those? I don't even. I don't know think anymore. so. All I know is that he did the first one, and he did um, Sinister. He did. No, uh, what's it? Abigail or yeah. But no, I'm talking. I'm, I'm not even talking. But action movies. Yeah. James Wan did the last like two Fast and Furious movies. Yes. Oh, he yeah. did. Which yeah. say what you want about yeah, you know, from a story he, perspective. He's, he's done. Did the, he made the rock one. Yes. Too. They're good. They're good. They're good. Jason they're, the, the stories are, are are dumb, you know. But from an action movie perspective, okay. yeah. Jumping they're good. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. The, the, the Fast and the Furious movies are awesome. Yeah. I'm a big fan because they 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 don't try and be more than they are. Like, they just are action movies with fast cars, and that's it. And James Wan Rock wanted Girls. to do that. That's interesting. And you know what else yeah. James Wan directed? What? And again, not particularly a good movie, but it has its redeeming qualities, what? as we just discussed. Aquaman. Hmm. James Wan directed Aquaman. James Correct. Wan directed Aquaman? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Then Mortal Kombat's going to be a piece of shit. <laughs> 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 I think I, I, I have high hopes. I have high I hopes. I don't so, know. I think you can so, go either way, and I don't know. Yeah, speaking speaking <laughs> of pieces of shit that don't need to have a sequel, uh, also in the rumor mill, Matrix Part Four. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, where <laughs> the why? fuck are they gonna go with this? Yeah, why? Why? It does Keanu Reeves come back? You right? Dig up a corpse just it, to bury it again? Yeah. Like, I mean, I, mean, I guess to kick it, would, it. It could. In a, way, in a way work if like Keanu didn't come back and it was a totally different experience yeah like, you can't bring Keanu like, back it has no, to continue it, it, the story it without Keanu like a, he's dead what was that Animatrix Neo 2 it would have to be like yeah. similar to the Animatrix in that it's like another story in the world sure. exactly it has yeah. to expand yeah. the universe it's yeah. the only way it works which Get could rid be of... kind of cool no it totally could be because cool. there's a lot of things to explore that they never explored in those movies totally yeah like no Morpheus no more Trinity no more those main characters it's right. outside Maybe of the main universe comes in as a random cameo that gives some advice that's about it so Need. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Right. So, so now so in exciting news, in that. exciting news, sort of the new genre of movies that's really, really doing well, um, and I hope we see a lot more of them, is the biopics. And there has been a rumor. Uh, it's biopic. It, it is not biopic. Uh, <laughs> it is not. Biopic. Biopic. You, you go to the like biopic. You, yeah. you, <laughs> you get a biopic. Um, no, but there is rumor. That there is going to be a Rick James, bitch. Oh, Rick James. Oh, my I'm God. So Wait a second. I just met Rick James's son. No. He has a son? Okay. His <laughs> name is Tasman James. <laughs> Tasman James. Okay. He was the nicest guy I have ever met. 
uh, randomly shared a lift with this guy. That's Ser- seriously awesome. Started talking about him. He's he's Rick James's son. That's Rick awesome. James's that's, father that's died when he was like 12 years old, and he's like 25 now. Tasman, <sighs> totally awesome dude. Just saying, that just was random. I wonder if they're gonna get Tasman to play his father in the role. No, because uh, Tasman doesn't look anything like him. Tasman okay. is like completely different looking. His the Tasman's older brother, who's like 45 or something, looks just like him, but is in jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tough to film from jail. Yeah, yeah it's, it's tough to really film tough from to jail. film. So from I don't jail. know if that would work out. Yeah. So, but interesting. Uh, definitely a rumor. That one I'm actually excited about. Uh, yeah. The next one I'm kind of excited about as well because even if it's a sequel, I think that they can get the main actor back on it. Um, an animated feature of Flash Gordon. Ha! Animated feature of Flash yep. Gordon. Well, that's probably going to be great. Yeah, which right? Sam, what's his last name? Wilson? No, Sam. Uh, Sam Johnson? S- Jackson? Something. Sam. No, not gotta go to, Sam. Gotta go to the Jackson. big board. Yeah, Put it on the big board. Gotta go to the big board. Yeah. Sam. Look at the big board. Sam something. Where's our yeah. media intern when we need him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got it. It is Sam, Sam Jones. Jones. Yeah, Sam Jones. So Sam Jones. Uh, I hope that he comes back to voice uh, Flash Gordon. That would be really cool. If not, I still think that they could do a fun animated movie. Well, yeah, because if there's one universe that just lends itself to the bizarre nature you can get into with animation, it's Flash Gordon. It's Flash Gordon. Like, you know. But, uh, again, wait, here we go. Calling it now. The social justice warriors are going to come in hot on the, uh, what was the... Oh, God, what was the villain's name? Ming. Ming, Ming. yeah. Ming the Merciless. Ming the Merciless. Yeah. Oh. Ming. They're going to go, if they if they do Ming the Merciless, it's going to be one of two things. They're either going to do Ming the Merciless and make him Asian and have him played by like a Japanese or Chinese, whatever, Thai actor, and people are going to cry stereotypes, or they're going to make Ming like white and say, why don't you make him Asian? Yeah, right whitewashing. Now? Like, whitewashing. Yeah, whitewashing. It's like, damned if you, you do. You can't win. You no. can't win. No, no yeah. <laughs> Oh, my culture is not your villain character. You know, it's like get out of here. Although, can I just say my favorite thing about that whole Asian argument is when people like it's like when when Iron Fist came out, right? And everybody was like, you know, you missed a really great opportunity to cast an Asian actor in that role. Let's let's clarify two things. A, in the comic books, Iron Fist is a white guy. The character of Iron Fist is whitewashing, but that's neither here nor there. So they casted a white guy as a white guy. You're gonna get mad about it. The thing that really interests me when people always say, cast an Asian person to play Asian roles. Asia is a fucking continent. It is not a country. Countries that are on the Asian continent include Russia. Yep. India. Yep. All the stands. All the stands. Mongolia. Right? Yeah. (laughs) It's not just – Asia is not not just just China China and Japan Japan and, like, Thailand people. And Vietnam. So so my my point is that the social justice warriors – India is in Asia. Right. (laughs) So the the social justice warriors that make that argument just sound ignorant. Is Iran? No. Iran – no. Yeah. But Middle East is not a continent. No. I think Iran is technically an Asian continent. That's what I'm saying. It's Asia. Yeah. It's most of the Middle East. Yeah. Exactly. So the majority of the Middle East is – is you know is a mix of Asian and you know like uh, or uh, uh, Muslim you know countries or whatever. It's like so mm. whenever people make that argument, they go like, oh, Asian characters. They're always referring to people of either Chinese, Japanese, Thai, whatever descent. Yeah. But there's so much more on the Asian continent. So they right. think they're being socially conscious, but they're just being ignorant. Yeah, right. So anyway, yeah. that's my rant on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't win. 
So uh, the next one, which this is a movie I'm really excited about in the sequel category and the uh, can't do anything wrong is the absolute movie superhero right now. Keanu Reeves uh, is going to be doing the sequel to Bill and Ted. I have a lot to say about this. Okay. Oh, right. this is exciting. So, yes. Good. So, okay. First Go. of all, this doesn't seem like it's going to be good. And here's why. <laughs> That guy, Bill, what's yeah, his name? Who Bill. is who plays yeah. Bill? Right. Or or Bill plays Ted. Right? Yeah, Bill. Bill, Bill is plays Keanu. Ted, Ted Bill is Bill uh, Winters. Yes. Is it? Yes. Yeah. That's right. So, um, okay, <laughs> I don't want to speak out of turn here, but it just seemed like I, Alex. I Alex saw, Winter. Oh, Alex, Alex Winter. Alex Winter. Oh, okay. Alex Winter. Okay. Alex Bill Winter. S. Preston Esquire. Yeah. So he seems kind of cheesy. It doesn't seem like he's done well, he a lot did. in his life. He hasn't. He's done Bill and Ted. Um, he's done some um, random cameo. Haven't you ever seen Freaked? Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I guess the only thing is, like, the only thing that set me off was I saw this promotional video that he put out on, like, Instagram or something with yeah. him and Keanu. And yep. it just, it was like... He was getting Keanu to do something he didn't want to do by doing the promotional video. Like, Keanu, Keanu comes in, he's like, hi, um, hi. And he just walks away. <laughs> and, and, and Alex Winters is like, yeah, so we're making Dan Bill and Dan. All right, talk to you later. And I just seemed like, oh, man, this guy is trying to ride the curtails with that thing he did 30 years ago. This and seems a little weird. Is, and, and good on him, man, because, you know, if he's going to get paid money and people are going to, like, he's never done anything That like was said. my negative part. He's going to be now brought here, out of obscurity. Now here for the positive part because <laughs> this one's a big positive. My buddy, who's an awesome actor, the guy from Barry, his name's Anthony Carrigan. He's the yeah. bald guy. Yeah, yeah. He's playing the villain. Oh, really? Bill and Ted. It yeah. came out, I think it was like Variety or something put music? it out. That he, I have no idea who, I have no idea who's gonna be. Anthony Kerrigan also played Zaz in the Gotham. Yeah, yeah, no, I know Anthony Kerrigan. He's great as Zaz. For them to have picked such an awesome actor who is kind of still unknown in some ways, like that, that is a big choice for them. And I think it was a smart one. So they might be a lot smarter than I think. I think Bill and Ted has a chance. Okay, wait, shameless ploy for a moment here, because I am a huge fan of Gotham. And I think that his part as Victor Zaz is one of the consistent highlights of that show. That's cool. How well do you know this guy? Dude, he's one of my best friends. Yeah, yeah I have, get him on the podcast. Yeah, I actually, I get actually him. Hung, we hung out with him. Where, one is, he, night where does he live? Yes. Yeah. Where does he live? In we LA? went to that crazy random uh, Sin City party that we. <laughs> where, where, <laughs> that where, where does he live? In LA? Fucking warehouse in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, that's where he was. Yeah, there. that's yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah man, we, I think I got body painted. Yeah, we did get body painted. That, oh yeah, that, I still, I still glow, have pictures of that. Glow in the dark body paint. Glow in the dark body paint. Man, that. that was a that was a weird that was <laughs> yeah, a weird party, it man. Sure was. That was one of those ones where it it's like you think about warehouse. it and you hear about it, right? And you're like, okay, Sin City, it's gonna be overly sexual. Yeah. There's gonna be strippers and naked people Made everywhere. Out with a lot of man. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you sure did. <laughs> and um, and uh, man, I gotta say. Uh, by the end of the night, man, it was it was more like, I don't know, it was just it was really creepy. And then, oh yeah, and then all and then, those parties, and are. especially and then all of a sudden at four o'clock in the morning when the only people left are the fucking sleaze stacks yeah. that just hanging around there, <laughs> <laughs> just just walking around, dude. Back it was, to just, it was like I haven't been to one of those parties in a long time. Thank, Back to thankfully. my original question. Yeah. Can we get him on the podcast? I think it's very possible. He's the one of the coolest people I know. Totally down to earth, yeah. extremely smart, 
very, 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 very talented. Like, I think he's one of the best actors out there that hasn't really shown his stuff yet. Yeah. Like, I've maybe seen him in other Ben things. Foster and him. Yeah, Ben Foster. You know, Foster. Ben Foster has shown his stuff in a lot of ways for a long time, and everybody knows that name, right. I think. But he hasn't caught on as Anthony much. has not yet caught on as much. He's just gotten his like foot in the door with right. Barry and Gotham. He could if once he starts getting into movies and getting these parts, like he will be the villain in Bill and Ted. That's huge. Is he East Coast or West Coast? West Coast. We're going out to the West Coast. I want this guy on the podcast. <laughs> I'm a huge mark for Dude Gotham. Dude it live. I'm a huge mark for Gotham. He's I would love awesome to talk to dude. him. He's one of the best dudes. Fucking he was actually in Flash too, apparently. As like uh, Nimbus? Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Nimbus. In a, oh, he did have a cameo in one of the Flash episodes. Yeah, right, back yes. in, uh, the, I think, one of the first <laughs> yeah, seasons. Yeah, one of the first seasons. 2014 yep. or 2015. So anyway, I think there's 50-50 on Bill and Ted. I'm yeah. excited. But here's the thing. You say that it's going to be a bad movie, right? I don't know. Have you seen the first two? Does it need to be a good movie? No, you want it to be bad. I yeah. want it to be so bad it's great. Like, well, I want absolute schlock. Bad, sure. I want absolute cheesiness, <laughs> right? There's definitely got to be time travel, right? right? You don't want Dark Phoenix. You don't want it where it's like, oh, that was No, it could have been good. Yeah, it could have been good. lukewarm. But how could it be good? Like, Bill and Ted was just such a cheesy movie. Dude, did you see the new Dumb and Dumber where both no. Jim Carrey no, I did not. and uh, fucking Jeff Daniels, Jeff Daniels, Daniels comes yeah. back. It was and, and so bad. Like, you sh- if you have those two actors come back, it has to be somewhat good. There has to be somewhat to it. No. It was, it so was bad. a failure from beginning to end. Everything was bad about it. They were too old to do that. It didn't make any sense. This yeah. has a lot of correlations. Yeah. yeah. And they gave away the best punchline for that movie in the trailer. Where the whole like where Jim Carrey was oh, like yeah. pretending to be like yeah in the wheelchair yeah. like right. like like more or mentally um like uh, handicapped like from his traumatic experience yeah. losing the love of his yeah. life that just turns out to be a twenty five year troll yeah. like that was the best joke and they gave it away in the trailer they gave it away yeah. it's like so bad Ugh, everything yeah. was bad about it but I mean all I'm saying is just because you have Keanu Reeves and, and it's another Bill and, and Alex movie, Winters does it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean it's necessarily just gonna be good because of that. George George Carlin is gonna be a force ghost in this oh, movie. Oh man, I wish George Carlin could be in it. He was he what made it for me. Rufus, Rufus. So the final one on the list that I want to talk about is one that is rumored to now be going back into production, and that is RoboCop Returns. Now we got a crappy semi continuation or whatever retelling of the story back in 2014, Ugh, and it was a terrible movie. That. Uh, it, was it, was so bad. Bad. it was so bad. Why did he have a regular hand? Had, like, yeah. Why did he have one regular fucking it, hand? It was, it was so stupid. He was like made of black metal. He didn't look like the old cop at all. It didn't make any sense. He was like some kind of weird ninja robot. It didn't make. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. everything about. So it was the only thing that they have, the only person that they have attached to this movie right now is the director and the director is supposed to be uh neil blumkamp um he directed neil blumkamp yeah <laughs> blumkamp. blumkamp oh the guy from district nine. Oh, so he directed cool. district nine yeah. like an actual good director Chappie. oh man yeah well Chappie. Chappie was a good movie. Is this going to be a Chappie. South African Robocop? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I hope so. He's supposedly he's going to have <laughs> the like original Zealand so. Robocop. Right. Hey. <laughs> and what's Peter Weller doing? Can we get Dude, Peter can Weller we get back? Peter Weller, please? How awesome would that be if we get OCP and Peter Weller oh back I, into the mix? I'm having trouble. I'm having <laughs> trouble. 
And wasn't Peter Weller wasn't in the third RoboCop, right? Yes, he, he was. was. Yes, he was. Hey, he was in all three. He was totally him, yeah. yeah. He was all yep. three, yep. He was flying around that movie. Oh, yep. yeah. yeah, yeah the, the jetpack. Jet jetpack. Yeah, uh, well, according to IMDb, Peter Weller is uh, not doing a whole lot. He's mostly TV. He's working. Let's He's working. get Peter Weller, dude. Right? Like, let's get him in. <laughs> let's get him back in there. Come on. Dude, the original RoboCop is one of the best satires, satire movies ever made in America. Like, it is yeah. so, so, so perfect. Good. Yeah, so good. It just blows away, like, what the 80s was into this awesome, vast proportion of total bullshit and craziness. 100%. Oh, and I yeah. love I love how movies like that it back so in the day, gross. the future looked just so much like the 80s. Yeah. Like the 80s <laughs> was the future. The 80s was the future. <laughs> it, makes it was like the... in the 60s, though, too. Whenever the 60s right, yeah. would make a future movie, it was always Dude, this I'm telling you, yeah. he didn't do Jer- Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld had a great bit about that. He's like, he's like, he's like in the future... You're all going to have the same clothes. It's going to be the one-piece silver yes. suit with the V-stripe and the boots. So uh, in order to correct you guys, and uh, let me tell you guys that um, I'm right and you're wrong, uh, he was not in RoboCop 3. In RoboCop 3, it was Robert John Burke who played RoboCop, not Peter Weller. Serious? Yeah. I knew I knew he wasn't in the third one because the third one sucked. Well, this third one did suck, but I had no idea that wasn't. Remember, it had the samurai, the samurai you know robot. I haven't seen it in such a long time. I have totally, I must be mm. wrong as fuck. Yeah. Well, no. congratulations, Anthony has sad. been right Anthony, in thirty-one episodes of oh, Ready Set no, Review. Oh, wait, Anthony oh, wait. was finally right he once. Wrong. Yeah, wait, wait, just wait. When it comes out. And you're going to eat my words. If you say Batman Beyond, I'm going to stab you. I'm going to fucking stab you. (laughs) It's coming, man. It's coming. Batman Beyond. And on that note, as we always do, when Anthony likes to talk about Batman Beyond, (laughs) what a great show we had tonight. Zordon? And the Power Rangers. <laughs> Zordon's coming in hot. Um, So thank you very much to our special guest, Dr. Dave PHDD. Later. Lou Taylor Pucci, the one and only <laughs> Lou Taylor Pucci. Lou, uh, what do you what do you got going on that these people can watch you in? I know you're in you. What, yeah, can, you, what did, can you talk about? Did you? That's on. Uh, did you? Yeah. Did, did you, you do you? Did you? You did, did you. you. You should watch it on Netflix. It's um, a good show. I did a show called You're the Worst, where I played a rapper named Knock Knock. Uh, that was on the last season, the fifth Fun season of You're the music Worst. Music videos on YouTube. Um, and I am in a new show that I can't say yet because I just got the offer. So yeah, so. I can't say anything about that. Yeah, but so you'll see it eventually. You'll be seeing me on TV. Like, what's soon, her name? Is America? pregnant? Huh? I'm not sure. You. What's her name? Is pregnant? Uh, Shay Mitchell. Is she? Yeah. Huh. Bummer. It's all that on Instagram. <laughs> all right, bummer. It's not right? yours, is this it? My, this is my shot. Parting words from Dr. Dave. I uh, Taylor Swift is a cunt. Oh, Also, great interjection yep. uh, because that's just 100% <laughs> She's accurate. She's so sweet. That is no, coming wrong. coming wrong. up on the next wrong. episode False. of Ready, Set, Review. That's what we should start doing. We should start doing, like, you know, like when Dragon Ball Z ends, like, next, next time, time on time Dragon Ball on Z. Ready, yeah. Set, yeah. We're going to start previewing. Yeah. Next time on Ready, Set, Review. Yeah. Taylor Swift is a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, of course we'll do the review of Spider-Man because it comes out uh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we're seeing that on What's Thursday. That called? Yeah. It's not Homecoming. It's far, 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 far from home. home. Which yeah. it supposedly it's just absolutely yeah wear a condom because it's just going to be a jizz fest. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, and the other thing that I would like to do oh, in yeah. the next Who's episode is during our will it suck segment talk about just the rest of the summer box office. What else is out there? Will the rest of the summer suck? Well, movie-wise, yeah. Yeah, movie-wise. Because so far it has. Well, you know the drill, guys. Go subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, 
Follow us on Instagram, Ready Set Review. At Ready Set Review. The underscores. Yes. Like we need to say at. Like people yes, don't at know. Ready Set Dude, Review. Like people are just gonna go on Instagram and Yo. type Ready Set Review. They know there's a fucking at. And there's this is 2019. And it's not at. It's the symbol a at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At. Let's go. At at Ready Set Review. And it's it's review like all nude male review. That's right. Because that's exactly we we actually record this show naked and just. You know, flaunting our dinglings around. Dingling, dingling, I want you to play with my dingling. Stay tuned, true reviewers. <laughs>